Walking Out with Jonathan Holloway and Liam Grundy. blameless life this tablet shall proclaim her moral virtues and her well-earned fame in comic scenes the stage she early trod nor sought the critic praise nor heard or feared his rod in real life was equal praise her due open to pity and to friendship true in wit still pleasing as in converse free from aught that could afflict humanity her generous heart to all her friends was known and e'en the stranger's sorrow were her own. Content with fame, ere affluence, she waved to share with others what by toil she saved. And nobly bounteous from her slender store, she bade two dear relations not be poor. Such deed on life's short scenes true glory shed, and heavily plaudits hail the virtuous dead. Mrs. Catherine Clive. 1785. That sounds like it's a pope. It does, poem, doesn't it? it? Thank you. Sir? I want to go to the yew tree. The yew tree? Yeah. As a pub? No, they always used to have yew trees in... Um, in graveyards. That's a, that's a Royal Armouries. That's side. sea level, isn't it? Is that right? Is that sea Benchmark, level? Benchmark, yeah. Ah. Interesting. Yes. Now, they always, they always used to put a yew tree in every graveyard because, notoriously, it's difficult for stuff to grow under a yew tree because they're poisonous. Yes. And that uh, looks it saved work. Is that, is, that, is that not one? I think this is it. It looks like a yew tree to me. Hmm. Oh, look, there's a little squirrel up there. Oh, yeah. Having his dinner. I'm sorry we didn't realise you were dead. We were on acid. Mm. Not very good, is it? No, it's not very good. If you're going to do the uh, sort of tasteless graffiti, you better make sure it's funny. It's yeah. The number of people who try it on on your telephone these days with things like from today you will be without uh, it, yeah, it yeah. protection on your internet account for something you stopped subscribing two years ago, you know. Yes. Just knowing that because you're kind of a, a, a bit older and a bit doolally, then you're just going to pay up. Yes, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like me paying 90 quid to have my, my <laughs> bloody license renewed, which was free if you do it yourself. <laughs> ah, sure. 
you say arsehole? No, I said arsehole. <laughs> it's a John Cooper Clark um, clip where he's talking about, about Yorkshire and he said, uh, he had a mate from Yorkshire, he said, uh, he wouldn't buy elasticated underwear because it gives. <laughs> oh, look, there's a tennis ball. Ah. Float. A... I wonder if that, wonder where that'll end up. South America. On our dinner table. <laughs> that's probably the sort of thing that inspired Sting to write Message in a Bottle, isn't it? Yeah. Message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. I think I've wrote my note. I could have sold it right from the start. That's it, isn't it? I could see the keeper together. I was on that door. Not from Rachel Hall. Bit weird, aren't you, Sting? <laughs> Do you think it talks like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my name's Steve. <laughs> Someone told me a story about Jimmy Nail, and uh, talking of people from the northeast who are. <laughs> Involved in music. Do you have a Jimmy Nail? Yeah, yeah does yeah. Jimmy Nail still exist? Yeah, I think he's I think he's probably got a production company up Must there. Must be or knocking on now. And uh no, knocking on. Knocking on. No, Jimmy Nail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, knocking in. <laughs> and he uh no, you ruined it now. He was always I know. He was always doing stuff about uh you know, the Northeast. And he did that shipbuilding thing, didn't he? He did a music about shipbuilding. Oh, that's right. That had Sting, Sting did it on Broadway for a little while, played the leads in it. What, dressed as a shipbuilder? I, well, I don't Sting? Know. Sting played the part of a, of a, of a, of a shipbuilder. I'm a shipbuilder. Yeah. My name's Sting. Yeah, that's right. Floaty, floaty on the river. <laughs> and uh, what happened was, anyway, so, so Jimmy Nell was in, was selling out all these venues. You know, he was a pop star, wasn't he, yeah. for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> so that was, see that bike going past? Yeah. That was you. That, yeah, we were going, we, we, yeah, we went the all the beginning of this there. week, wasn't it? Yeah, in fact, we got as far as, um, the, the, the Hamilton's Ferry there, and I said, oh, I said, I live just across the road from here. I was thinking, I'll just get on the phone. <laughs> yeah, then we got back. Um, Jim sent the, the thing, so it's 15.6 miles we'd done. But I tell you, my, my, uh, the, 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 the seat I've got on the bike, I remember it being problematic when I was younger, but it's certainly problematic now. It's like hard as, hard as nails. Well, I made two bikes about 10 years ago. You yeah, I don't know, you were a welder. I made them from bare frames. Yes, okay, yeah. You put some wheels on a frame. No, not just wheels. W wheels, uh, tyres, oh, inner yeah. tubes, brakes. Okay. The whole malarkey, yeah. cables. Oh, yeah. yeah everything. 
Um, and they've been sitting outside the front of my house. So they've been outside the front of the house. Something of an eyesore, I have to say. So I took one of them and I've reconditioned it. And I was going to bring it to that yeah, bike ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously I didn't end up going on that bike ride. And the other one is still sitting in rather a sorry fashion outside the front of the house. I think I must do it up and sell it. I sort of sorted out Fiona's. Fiona's got a, a sort of a second-hand bike shed for a long time. And I did some work on that. And I got two new tyres for it. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, yeah. I used to take, you got a puncture and you fix the puncture and you put the tyre back on. Kind of like, have you tried doing it now? Well, I don't do that now. The tyre, I couldn't, I couldn't get it on. I tie, fucking, and you know when they say never put the tyre back with tyre levers because you trap the tube and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It just, and they've got, they must have, a, I think they do, have a little sort of bit of, um, bit of a, a metal band running around yeah, now, yeah. you know. I just couldn't get it on. I could get it, and I tried it so, I mean, I really took a long, long time and, and I don't like giving up on these things. I thought, I just thought, well, if you were stuck somewhere, yeah. how the hell, if you've got a puncture, how the hell do you get these tyres off these days? Well, a lot of people, um, I hesitate to say most, because I would probably be wrong, but a lot of people now have automatic sealing um, inner tubes. Ah. I do. Oh, I see, right, right, right. So what goes on first is the wheel tape. Mm -hmm. So that takes the sharp ends of the and at the spokes spokes then you slightly inflate your pre auto repair injected inner tube and then you put that in position and finally you oh i it. see right right so you can't use french chalk <laughs> and some rubber glue and those little patches <laughs> well you can do i remember used to have used to get a little um Metal thing like a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I don't know what that was for. Was that to rough up something? That was you... to rough up, yeah, that yeah. rough up the rubber so it was tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know, I, you know. World's gone mad, hasn't it? World has absolutely gone mad. Oh, so I did my hundredth show this week. And do you get feedback? I do, I do get some feedback. I don't, um, you I really, don't appear. You really are a darling man. Why don't you run away to Indonesia with me? That kind of feedback. <laughs> I, I don't, um, I don't, I think I come across as not being that needy, which is a shame because I actually am. Yeah. But um, it's too late to do anything about it now. No, it's important to try and hide your neediness, but not too much. I think, yeah, I yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know, I, I, I do need a little bit of TLC. <laughs> I would be a little bit better off, but I can do perfectly well without it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to become a burden to you. <laughs> <laughs> probably my my great uncle was he used to have a job in a warehouse in manchester and uh and it was uh he used to sell carpets but before people had 
um, fitted carpet. So it was just like square. So you go in. Uh, it's called Rylance, a Rylance warehouse. And oh, it, anything to do with Mark? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes. They had the reputation of paying such low wages that people used to say, Rylance is, re is responsible for putting more women on the streets than any <laughs> other company. The, the wages were so shite. Women, you know. And uh, it was a ware warehouse that sold to retail in those days. You know, you, you didn't buy direct from the, the mill. So they had these squares like that high of, of carpet that people would go and buy. And the warehouse, people, they were starting to go out of fashion wholesale warehouses. People, you know, things were changing. Um, and Uncle Tommy, his name was, he used to be in the carpet department. And he had a mate who used to work there with him called Bart, Bart Ganley. And him and Bart <laughs> ran this. Yeah. Well, I say ran it, there wasn't much to do because, yeah. you know, no one really would come in. And my mother remembers, because it was my dad's, it was my dad's uncle, Tom, Tommy Morrican. And dad said that he'd go up there sometimes and him and Bart would be asleep on the, on the, uh, on the carpets. Yeah. Like sort of, because, you know, they'd gone out to lunch and they'd come back and they'd be just, they'd just cased out and be asleep. And um, he, uh, he, they used to have two lunch, they had a lunch hour. But they had to have to, it was two, two hours they used to have for lunch. And the first hour was putting the bet on and sorting out the runners and the, you know, who they're going to bet on. And the second hour was just waiting to see how the horse had done, you know. <laughs> and they used to go in Yates's Wine Lodge, my dad said, and they'd have Guinness with um, Founder's Port, a schooner of Founder's Port in it. So they'd have a, a couple of pints of Guinness with this port in it to give it body, to give, you know. <laughs> and, and so these two, and then of course they'd get back to work, <laughs> and they've got all these big, deep, 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 deep pile rugs about four foot high off the floor, you know. So sort of want to get on one, and they'd be in the suit there, you know, and they'd sort of nod off and have a kip. And uh, this, this seemed to be all. This seemed to be acceptable. And the reason I said that was that my dad said he remembers being there one day, and and. He was looking out the window, Tommy, looking down at the street, and there's all these people walking round. And he said, "What? Are those? Look at!" He said, "Bill, look at these here." He said, "Lazy buggers. Why aren't they at work?" And Dad said, "Well, they're probably on the way to work, or they're probably going." He said, "No, no. He's been watching them all morning. They're going." Walking Out with Jonathan Holloway and Liam Grundy A Fruit People production <laughs>